Yo, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, you're going to hear me and Brian Swine dive into the world of technical analysis. Now, considering the fact that he's been a trader for over 20 plus years, you know he comes with a lot of knowledge. So he's going to be talking about price manipulation. He's going to be talking about the things that you need to pay attention to when it comes to managing emotions, as well as risk management and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's do it. Oh, wait. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bully, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! Podcast number nine, the crypto bully. Wow! <laughs> he makes it look so easy. And that ball has left the stadium. Yo, what's up, everybody? Man, uh, excited to be recording this episode today. Um, I've actually been wanting to do this for a while. So I've been, you know, people who, who know me or who've communicated with me know um, my love for technical analysis, know um, how important I believe it is to understand it uh, when evaluating markets and things like that. And I ran across this really awesome guy. Uh, shout out to, to Paul McNeil. He's a really great guy. You know, I interviewed him a couple couple episodes back and uh, he was in connection with this one individual I saw on Twitter. And again, anybody who knows me knows when it comes to technical analysis and when it comes to looking at people and listening to people, I'm real picky, like real picky. Uh, you know, anybody, you know, crypto Twitter, you know, it's people all over the place throwing out signals and prices and things like that. Anyway, this guy is absolutely an exception to the rule, in my opinion, at least. And um, I was just happy to have him on the show. So what's up, Brian? How you doing, man? I, I am doing great. I mean, this week's been uh, I've been I felt like a pinball in a in a machine this week with everything <laughs> going on at work and every and, and alt markets starting to starting to go up. Yeah, everybody's kind of contacting me. What's going on? What's going on? So I've been, been a little crazy. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah, crypto has definitely been interesting um, these last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Honestly, it, it, I mean, like you said, I feel like the, the, almost the market has been doing this kind of a pinball thing too, which is kind of weird. Um, you know, everybody's you know uh, stuck on kind of the bear sentiment and things like, or have been stuck on the bear sentiment. But it seems like things are kind of starting to flip now. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, you before think, you wouldn't think I owned a cell phone for the last yeah, six months, but all of a sudden now I'm getting texts from people I haven't talked to in months. Like, <laughs> what's, going on? what's going on? You know what? That's funny. <laughs> you know what? That's funny that you say that because I promise you that is the pattern. So I have a Facebook group. I have about 4,200 people in that Facebook group, right? And throughout most of the bear market, you know, most people have been quiet. Of course, you have the people who still engage and ask questions and, you know, stuff like that. But it's like as soon as the price started doing what it's done more recently, everybody was like, hey, so what's going on? What's, you know, who's doing what? You know, uh, what, what's, you know, what is, where's the price going to go? And I'm just like, oh, everybody's starting to wake back up a little bit, I guess, right now. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm I know, right? So hilarious. But before we even get into anything, anything specific when it comes to technical analysis, uh, technical analysis, why don't you just give everybody, man, a little bit of your background, kind of where you know where you come from, and exactly kind of how you got into crypto and uh, blockchain? Yeah, 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 no problem. Um, I've always enjoyed commodities and trading, just pretty much my entire life. I, I grew up right outside of uh, Chicago on the Indiana side. 
So I kind of grew up watching the guys in the pit uh, out there at the Mercantile Exchange. I kind of liked it as I was growing up. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do finance as a career. I'm going to kind of go that route. So I, I landed a really cool job uh, right out of college uh, where I got to trade cattle and grains for one of a, lar- a large cattle broker. Wow. So um, the best thing about it was it was a pretty small company, even though they were one of the largest cattle brokers in the nation. Mm-hmm. They're a small company, kind of family, maybe 25 people. So I got to do a lot with the markets. Nice. Uh, he, he let me open a discretion account. I got to trade everything. So I spent six years there, uh, you know, learning the markets, technical analysis, charts, you know, uh, behavioral analysis, all of that. I got to kind of dive in for six years and just kind of learn it. And it was great because he gave me the freedom to do that. So that was, that was a, uh, you know, just a great thing to do, just get in there and dive in. Right. Uh, I, I kind of walked out by getting that. that and after six years of doing that, I went over to the energy world uh, where I actually currently work. And I've been there for 15 years uh, getting to do my passion, which is technical analysis. I'm a senior commodity analyst at an energy consulting firm. So I deal with a lot of natural gas, crude oil, power markets all over Europe. So I get to I get to, uh, you know, draw pictures, but very informative pictures for uh, <laughs> our clients. Nice. <laughs> so that's uh, that, that's me. So I've been doing this for, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, still love doing it. Uh, that's why I jumped into crypto. Uh, one of the reasons I dro- jumped into crypto was I, I got in real early in 2011, just kind of checking it out, just like a lot of people did. And I'm like, right. I don't know what this is, that kind of stuff. And then it was about 2016 when I started dabbling in it and noticing that we're starting to get some people in here. We're starting to get some volume and, mm-hmm. and to the part where I could actually apply some of my te- techniques. Because I need some, I need some history on the charts for me to understand what next going on. Right. So I, about 2016, I just, I just dove in. I said, you know what? Hey, this is working. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here and help people out because uh, I got that. I, I have a skill, and I want to be out there and, and help people. You know, that want to learn TA or, you know, just have just general chart knowledge. You know, just out there. So that's me. That I just kind of jumped in on my own uh, in 2016 because I knew that TA would work in any market where there's people tra- uh, buying and selling. Very true. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent, man. That's yeah, man. So you have, man, not, not only then do you come with a wealth of knowledge from all your past experience. I mean, you literally still do this pretty much on a daily yep. basis. So well, that's my nine to five. Yeah. Can't get any better than that. <laughs> nope. I love it. I mean, it's, I get to do my passion every day. I get not, not a lot of people can do that with their job, man. That's but yeah. That, I, feel, that, I feel very fortunate. Yeah. Very true. That is, that is very true. And, um, yeah, the fact that you can do that, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're doing it within crypto and you're doing it as a 95, it's definitely a passion. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be doing it on a daily basis if you didn't enjoy doing it. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. And for that many years too. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20 plus year record. Yeah. That's, that's, that's no joke. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still young. You know, even though I've been doing it for 20 years, I'm still young. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. Of course. Of course, man. It's, 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 it, let me say this. It shows in, it shows on your Twitter. At least that's what I think. <laughs> so definitely vibrating and full of life and stuff. So, you know, one, one thing, right. So just to give you a little bit of my background, um, you know, been trading for a couple of years now, things like that. Right now, don't get me, don't get me wrong. I definitely do not do technical analysis on a nine to five basis. You know, you obviously have a lot more knowledge than I do, but I'm a huge believer in at least learning um, basic technical analysis skills, whether it's just support and resistance, volume. Uh, I, I'm a fan of uh, Fibonacci, Elliott Wave Analysis myself. I love um, Ichimoku Cloud, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I have, of course, ran into plenty of people where they're just like, technical analysis doesn't work. Why do, you, why do you use that? It doesn't do anything. It's all, it's completely fundamental and behavioral. What would you say to somebody who basically comes at you with that statement? Uh, I mean, over the years, I've heard everything under the sun. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard tea leaves, voodoo. Uh, they don't even, <laughs> when I was in college, they didn't even teach it in finance. It was a chapter in a book that said, don't use it. It's a bunch of crap. Wow. You know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not until you get out into the real world and then you notice like everyone that's actually trading in, in stocks or whatever, they're all using charts and they're using it for entry and exit points. And and uh, so I, there, there's, there's an importance to TA that I think kind of lacks in the 
fundamental analysis type, you can't measure momentum and trend and behavior in a fundamental world. Right. So I, I think I think technical analysis is a is a great tool to have in the tool shed uh, to use. And for one, identify support and resistance. Everybody talks about support and resistance. Right. I mean, I like to look at support and resistance. You know, if you're looking at a trend line or a Fibonacci line or whatever you're looking at on the chart, support and resistance to me is trench warfare. There's people in that trench and they're fighting and they want to hold that line. Yes. And, you know, it might be the buyers. You know, the buyers might be wanting to hold that line and the sellers are coming in and putting that pressure. Um, and and I think that's what technical analysis does is it gives us the the the, the power to find some information on who's got more strength and who's going to win that war and take over that line. And and that to me helps give, you know, entry and exit the points and and know which way the trend's going to go. Because what makes a good technician to me is someone that knows when the trend's going to reverse or when something's going to break out. Right. And if you have that knowledge, then then you're, you're helpful to people. Yeah. And no, yourself. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And that's, for me, that's what it was. You know, when I got into crypto, obviously, like you said, right, everything, this market is still highly new. So you don't, it's not like you have, you know, uh, this uh, huge amount of data to go off of. You know, it's only been around for a little bit more than 10 years. So, and I remember when I first started learning technical analysis and i was just like you know i'm, I'm kind of that person to where i thoroughly do research before i jump into something so when i started learning about uh um you know technical analysis and things like that i mean just learning basic stuff just i mean if we just say just support and resistance and volume the difference that makes when it comes to making trades is like so different it's huge i mean it, you i mean it's literally going from like stabbing in the dark and taking a guess and then actually having some you know data to go off of to say like okay this is the reason why i'm going to enter here or this is the reason why i'm going to exit here and to, in my opinion that makes all the difference because you know honestly over the past what two years i have talked to so many people that trade and do not use any form of technical analysis and it scares me for them if they're not scared themselves because i'm like i've seen i have seen people get i mean wrecked i mean completely wrecked in crypto that use technical analysis so i can only imagine people who don't um just the, the type of risk you're you know making yourself vulnerable to and i'm just like please like le like learn something that's why i said i'm always i'm always big and having conversations with individuals like you because i like to funnel people to those people that have all of the experience and knowledge like you do um to let them you know to, to let them know i'm like hey take take the perspective from this individual that has 20 plus years in doing this and then you let me know what how you feel about what he says and um, it, it does. It makes it makes all the difference. Like for you, right? Obviously, you're used to trading in a traditional market world and things like that. Did you mm -hmm. see when you first came into crypto? Was it like a huge difference between that and crypto when it came to technical analysis? Um, no, not at all. Uh, to be honest, uh, once there was enough volume and, and you had some history, mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty much the same. You can apply these techniques to any market that really any market that has buyers and sellers. I mean, that's really what you're measuring is the fear and the greed in the market. Right. As long as you got buyers and sellers and you got human emotion, um, you're going to have fear and greed. And those people are creating patterns. I mean, this is where it gets kind of, uh, this is why I think in the, in the academia world, they think it's a little weird, but there's patterns that people are creating consciously and unconsciously. Yes. So they're, they're making patterns they don't even know they're making. And, and if you have enough history, you'll start to notice that, the, that these patterns are forming, that these people are, are you know, off of that human emotion of fear and greed. I mean, 50 years ago, people were trading markets and they were humans and they were buying and selling. Today, right. they're humans and they're buying and selling. You know what happens? They're the same human nature of emotion in there. And, and those patterns is what helps you determine what's going, what's possibly going to happen in the future. Because right. if... Because if something's happened eight times out of 10 over the last 10 years, and that, that's happening again in the patterns, you got a pretty high probability that the people are going to react pretty much the same. Right. Yep. Definitely agree.
Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. So, like, for example, when you look at Bitcoin, right, when you look at the price action that's happened over the past, you know, say 10 years, um, do you feel like there's enough data there for you to properly, you know, see patterns, market patterns and things like that in order for you to take that technical analysis and make, you know, um, educated, uh, informed uh, estimates on where you believe price action will happen? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's getting to the point where um, you can apply uh, a lot of good techniques uh with with what we have yeah sure right yep definitely agree i mean yeah. i mean and, and you can and you can get it down in the really nitpicky time frames too you know you can get all the way down to a you know a five minute chart and have a whole whole bunch of data you know so it just depends on what time frame you're kind of looking at and and if you're trying to trade in and out pretty quickly or are you just trying to find an entry point to hold for a longer term you know a longer period so it all comes down to time frames but yeah i think I think there's uh, plenty of data now that, that it's been going for a while. Right. Yep. I, mean, I, I mean, I started I started in the energy world uh, trading natural gas uh, in 2004, and that market started in 1990. Yeah. So it was only 14 years old when I started that. I mean, there's a lot of volume and a lot of people trading all over the world, but um, it's still a young market, you know, when it's only 14 years old. So with Bitcoin only around 10, it's it's a it's a pretty good amount of time to find some patterns. Right. Yeah. I, yep. Yep. Definitely agree with that. Uh, from a, from the Bitcoin basis. Now I, I have another question for you. Now that I think about it too. So you're thinking about that, right? Obviously, Bitcoin has been around for a little over ten years. You have a lot of volume to go off of, a lot of uh, price action things like that, right? Now let's go into the alt world. Right now, obviously, um, with the exception of certain alts, you know, Litecoin, Ethereum, those have been around longer. Now the alts that are much newer, if I'm, I say say I'm a, I'm a noob, right? And I'm I'm just dibbling dabbling in the technical analysis. What do you feel is kind of the the risk? You know, what 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 do you feel like you're more likely to see when looking into the technical analysis side of an altcoin, a newer uh, coin than or you know or token rather than say that of like a Bitcoin, a Litecoin, Ethereum that has higher volumes and, and more history. Uh, um. You, you, you can really, I mean, you can use all the same techniques. The only difference with those markets are they're extremely thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just have to, you just have to apply it a lot tighter risk management uh, when you're, when you're going into those markets, because you got to know if there's, if you're trading a, an altcoin that the entire book is two Bitcoin, you know, <laughs> worth of, you know, and, and you own two Bitcoin, you can go in there and completely move the market. Right. So, so when they're really when they're really small like that, you got to know that that risk is there. You can apply the same techniques because if people are buying and selling in there, just at smaller volumes, right, or smaller dollar amounts. But just know that you know they it, it change very very quickly and very very fast, and you got to really protect yourself on that. So always use a, a some always use protection. Like, but you always should like you know use really good risk man, management. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can really say about that. I mean, you can use all the same technical analysis, you know, items and algorithms and patterns or whatever. It's just just know that those markets can move on you pretty, pretty fast. Yeah, that's definitely the case. I mean, they're they're highly risky. Very true. Yeah. Volatility is crazy. can be crazy through the roof. I have definitely seen some insane uh, price movements. And altcoins and things like that. It just, it's. I'm just like, whoa. Like I literally just looked at this like 15 seconds ago. <laughs> you know, you're moving. The percentage of movement is like ridiculous. It's. I mean, it yeah. scares the shit out of a lot of people to be honest. But um, I mean, yeah, I'm what, just kind of. What I what I found is, uh, uh, I, I I mean, I like trading mm-hmm. those because I've done it for a long time. But what it, I found some some uh, communities to get together with. And I think uh, one of them is the digital den. And I go on those, I I talk on there all the time and the people that are out there, there's so so many different skill levels and people that know a lot of different things. And you get in there and you challenge each other and you learn a lot and and yeah, they might be trading alts, but you know, you're learning from people on how to, on how to manage your risk, how to mitigate that risk of that, that this could happen and this can happen. So, um, I always, I always say, find a good community to get into um, and and learn from one another. Because I've been doing this twenty years. I go in there to in, into the den, and there's people that have been trading for a couple of years. There's some that have been trading for as long as me, and we learn from each other. Because there's right. people that are in the market for the last couple of years, like you've been, 
And I know you've learned something that I might not have seen over the years. So I want to learn from you. And and, I, and I, hopefully that when I go in there and volunteer my time, um, hopefully they're learning something from me too. Yeah, very <laughs> true. I, find, find one that fits you. And I think that'd be great. I, I mean, I recommend the den, but I mean, there's there, uh, if, if just find one that really fits what you're in it for. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a power in numbers when it comes to things like that. And then to me, when I think about that, you know, obviously two heads are better than one. And when you keep yeah. adding heads to that equation, especially heads that are, you know, of sound mind and body and things like that, and, you know, they really <laughs> understand the space is, like you said, different perspectives looking at the same thing. You know, there's value in that because you guys can talk amongst yourselves, talk to the community and things like that and figure out like, okay, patterns here, things here, and <clears throat> really kind of help strengthen everything all together. So I couldn't agree with you more on that. And I, I, I definitely always, I mean, that's how I learned so much is by finding people that I feel like really have skill and knowledge and almost, you know, hooking myself onto them and just really paying attention to the things that they're seeing and doing. Um, things like that's what, man, another thing that I'm excited about, um, I cannot wait to see, I know you guys are going to be doing a YouTube live, um, where you're doing the technical analysis It's, it's this Friday, right? Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Man, Tomorrow's our first show uh, with the, the crypto curator, Paul. Yeah, um, I, I, I teamed up with him because, uh, I, I mean, for one, Paul's a great guy. He, he yes. puts in a lot, a lot of effort. I love his newsletter. His newsletter yes. is the bomb. I know. Uh, it, it's yep. it's the perfect thing that I need in the morning if because I, I just need to go learn what I need to learn and move on. It's pretty quick. Yep. And he, he condenses everything there. So I, I teamed up with him. We started doing a TA podcast for the last, you know, maybe three, four months. Mm-hmm. It's, really, it's really hard to talk about charts when in, you can't see them. So right. Like, you know what? We're going to start a YouTube show. We're going to call it Support and Resistance. Uh, and we're going to get on there. We're going to, you know, talk about, you know, the fundamentals. We're going to talk about technicals. You know, just kind of lead people. We're really there to... I'm really in the space to to really help people, right? Because uh, there's a lot of TA out there that's really garbage, and, yeah, and, I, and I don't really want to put the per- people down that yeah. are, that are making the charts. I just want people to discern what kind of things they're looking at, so you know you can so you can decipher what's a good chart, and what's not. Yeah, uh, that's really my main focus is because I want to take my expertise and kind of help in that realm, and that's one of the things I've been doing on the podcast is like. Okay, this chart's good, but what they're doing right here is completely wrong. I mean, they're so I'm trying to help people in that way. Put yeah, that. no, that's there, and I, 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 for one, can uh, highly appreciate that because. I mean, what you said is the truth. There is a lot of garbage TA out there. And I started to kind of realize that the more I learned myself and, you know, looking at, you know, anybody that I literally uh, learn from or look to for for advice when it comes to technical analysis, I, I think every one of you have been doing it for 15 plus years. And having that experience can make all the difference because I have seen some scary charts that people put out there and there's i mean they have thousands upon thousands of followers and these people are really listening to them and i'm just like dude yeah yeah that's like and i'm not i'm not trying to say that i'm always right by any means right i'm just i'm just out there to say hey um really look at that chart a little closer because what they're telling you is not even of sound mind it's like it doesn't make so, any sense yeah yeah but i mean they'll, they'll write it out to make it look like it makes sense and right. that's the scary part because uh people will start following them and then you know i i just don't want to get people ran over by a truck you know yeah <laughs> so, <Start> yeah doing- <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah, I do not want to get hit by 18 wheeler. Uh, so, yeah, I could, I, like I said, man, I can highly appreciate that. I mean, like, I mean, it's, it is. I have seen some scary stuff on Twitter, man. So, crypto Twitter can be a scary place sometimes. And some of yeah, the charts it's a fun I place, see, but it's scary. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember that was one of the first places, you know, when I first got into crypto, thanks to a really good friend of mine. Um, he had been doing it for about two and a half, three years. So he was really able to guide me through a lot of Twitter and who to listen to and who not to listen to. And man, when I first went there and I was, I would just see, oh man, like it, it's like everybody was a technical analysis expert. Everybody was dropping chart pictures multiple a day, you know, whether it was just on, you know, uh, the top five coins or altcoins or, you know, 
coins that have the smallest liquidity in the history of, of crypto. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Like, how do you decipher through all of this? So, you know, thanks to him and individuals like you, that's really became um, a lot more possible <laughs> to figure out, okay, what's what's real and what's not, you know, who's bullshitting and who's serious. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, wait, just so everybody who's listening. Yeah, Paul calls me the adult in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but you know, uh, you know, who brought Brian? He's the, the adult, the adult in the room. You know that kind of thing. Because everybody else is going off on all these weird things, and I got to come in and say, uh, I don't know, you know, who brought the adult? Right. No, it's it's good though. It's good. Yeah, yeah. You guys have that balance. That's I feel like it's necessary. Yeah. You know, yeah. of course, of course, you're gonna have the the emotional, but it's good to have that that you know that good uh that technical aspect and really be able to like, okay, I know you feel this way, but let's look at the data and see what's really going on. You know, so yeah, yeah. let's learn from it. Exactly. Because it's like anybody anybody can learn TA and 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 figure that out. Right. It, it's and I and I'm not really a teacher. I just want to collaborate with people, right? And, uh, and really just kind of mentor, not right. really teach, uh, because everyone's going to have their own techniques and, right. and, and figuring things out. But really, when it really boils down to a good TA person, is the person that could that that tames that inner beast of emotion. Yes. Once you once you learn how to kind of put your emotions aside and trust your TA. <laughs> Um, that's what I think really makes a good uh, technical analyst is somebody that can do that because anybody can draw charts and learn charts and learn the rules and all that right. kind of stuff. It's it's uh, it's really taming that emotion. Yeah. Once you get that down, then you're going to be golden. Yep. Yeah. I but definitely. not everybody can do it. It's pretty tough. Yeah, it is. It's not as it, it definitely it's it's a lot harder to execute than it is to learn. Um, and I know that firsthand. Yeah. I mean, when you learn technical analysis, you're applying it. When you're actively in a market, you're trading, your money's on the line, you're really going to have to learn to check your gut. Check your gut, yeah. trust you know, trust your data, trust your skill level, have confidence in yourself. Otherwise, everything can completely go to shit. <laughs> and I've, and I just, One thing I tell people all the time, and I'm not sure everybody hears this, but I always tell people, don't trade with scared money. Because yes. if you put money in that you can't lose, you're going to do the, you're going to make the worst decisions. Yep, definitely. And, uh, so anything that you're putting into the market, make sure it's, I mean, make sure you, uh, that if you lost it, it's, I mean, yeah, you'll have a sad day, but it's not going to, it's not going to be a, a life thing. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I lost all this money. Exactly. If you have money that is scared in there, your emotions are just going to run all over the place and you're going to make bad decisions and you're, you're going to end up losing. And yep. Really in the end. Very true. Very, very true. I, just I know so, everybody's probably heard that before. It's kind of cliche, but I just had to throw it out there. <laughs> no, no, that's true, though. That's like that's so true because it's in an S a thing. It's like it that it, it's right. It's cliche, but it's so important because a lot of I mean, I can't tell you how many people were just like, oh, you know, I really don't have any money right now. I'm going to take the last couple of dollars from my paycheck or, you know, let me go, um, you know, let me go get this loan on my credit card. And I'm just like. Uh, that might not yeah. be the best decision because if yeah. you get wrecked and you lose everything, you know, question is, can you pay that back? Can you, will you be okay? And I've seen, man, I've seen some crazy stories on people who've gotten wrecked in crypto. Definitely won't say any names, but I've seen people, you know, lose a couple, couple thousand dollars. I've seen somebody lose almost $900,000. Yep. No, I've, I, I've run into a few people like that too. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not, it's not fun. No, no. Losing is not fun in any way, shape or form, but especially not. Yeah, sometimes $2,000 is $900,000 to some people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. $200 could be 900,000 to yeah, somebody. So exactly, I mean, exactly. yeah, it, it's important. You know, that's why I tell people, I'm like, yo, empower yourself as much as you can. I mean, please, at the most basic level, learn basic technical analysis just so you can look at a chart and you won't be lost, you know, so you can yep. have some some foundation. Matter of fact, let's 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 pretend, right? I'm a complete noob, right? I've never, right. never traded before, never been right, in the market. Too. I'll be a noob, too. No, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> no, look, I need you to be the expert because I'm the noob. Okay, well, okay. Like, what if, like, look, both of us can't be lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, so I'm new, right? And I come to you like, hey, Brian, like I'm, I really want to learn technical analysis. Like, where should I start? What, what would you tell that person? What would you tell me? Uh that's a that that's actually a really tough question. Um, the I mean, the best thing to do, uh, which is not the easiest, is to find a mentor. 
Yes. You know, somebody that, that's been doing it for a while that's willing to like work with you. Right. Um, that's the best route. I know that's not the easiest to find somebody that's willing to kind of, you know, run with you and learn with, you know, and kind of take you under their wing. Right. Uh, you find that that's the best route. Um, I think that's the best route. To do. That's kind of what happened to me. I got into I got into that first job and I kind of got under a wing of somebody that's been doing it a long time. It's like I, I kind of learned that way. Um, I think that's the best route. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of recommending books. I mean, like if you you can read you can go online and learn all, all about technical analysis. Right. Um, I don't really recommend trading books. I actually recommend psychology books. Nice. Um, because that's really what it's all about is learning the psychology of the market uh, and really knowing how people's people, you know, their emotions and right. how things work in a market. Uh, it's not so much the trading because you can, you can learn all about moving averages and Fibonacci lines and all of that, which is good. Um, and, and, and you can learn that online, but taking, taking courses or you know, those kind of things. Uh, but I actually recommend psychology books. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, uh, but there's a um, there's a bunch of them out there that I can um, you know throw in here and tag on the uh, on the call here um, to throw some out there. Definitely, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean that. I mean, I hate saying not you know not books, but I mean everyone has to read eventually just to learn how to do it. But right. uh, mentoring and and I would say more psychology books than trading books uh, because once you once you figure out the psychology. Then, then that way you can figure out to the trading. Um, it's kind of kind of backwards and probably what people think, because um, a lot of people just go buy out of trade, you know. And I, I don't think they're going to learn much from that. Um, actually, you know, an, another good thing here, just to hit it off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, there's a site out there that that I've kind of helped out, and they're called it's called Niffler.co. Mm-hmm. And at Niffler, what they do is they have they have a trading platform. Um, they probably have about twelve to fifteen different coins that you can trade. Okay. They give you a hundred thousand dollars in free money, and, and you go on there and they have all the the tools, techniques, you know, trading view, um, and you can actually go on there and and trade and practice your techniques. So I actually highly recommend that to where. If you are starting to get into into TA and you're learning a little bit about moving averages and, and breakouts of certain trend lines, those kind of things, and you want to practice your techniques, go to a site like that. It's free, and you can get in there. It's a community. You can talk to people, um, and that way you can you know kind of kind of practice your techniques without losing money. Yeah. And then if you find stuff that you're more comfortable in and you're figuring things out, then then don't take scared money, but take some money and then go 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 try it out because it, you you. The, the amazing thing is, is when you start putting in your own money, you'll start to notice the emotions more. Yep. Uh, but at least you'll be comfortable in some of the techniques that you've been working with. And then you can start to tackle the emotion a little bit more once it starts hitting you. Definitely. So, yeah. So there Man, you go. I don't know if it's the best advice, but uh, I'm more of a psychology book guy um, when it comes down. And I would have never said that when I first started. Uh, I think that's an expert over the years type mentality. Um, once you start to learn things you start to figure out that uh psychology is a lot more important than the actual trading definitely now uh man you just dropped a lot of gems right there (laughs) (laughs) to be honest with you yeah i mean so many things uh made so many things you said made sense and you know what's funny that you say that where you were like figure out the psychology first or you know kind of learn the psychology and then also focus on the trading um that's literally what i did even though I never, yeah, and I, I, I honestly, it was, I, I don't, maybe it was just kind of just how I am, because um, nobody told me that, and I was just like, well, let me just look at, let me look at how people act in certain scenarios, and then, of course, while I'm figuring that out, I'm also teaching myself, um, you know, technical analysis, because pretty much what I did was almost what you said. I basically went and found somebody who I could use as a mentor that I knew had knowledge, right, and then what I would do is I would go to Investopedia or go on Google and then just research basic things. What's support and resistance? What's a MACD? What's, you know, what does it volume mean? Things like that, and then when it comes to actually applying 
one, I would do what you said, which is a really good tip, I believe, for anybody is to have a trading account, you know, a, a dummy trading account where you can go and practice the things that you learn. And then you can use the person who's who's your mentor as kind of a validation point on, you know, OK, where am I at? You know, if you if you know, like that person every week they come out with charts and they evaluate, you know, the price of, you know, a particular coin or Bitcoin or whatever the case, why don't you do it before them? And then compare yours to theirs and try to see like, okay, where, you know, where am I liking? What did I miss out? Things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think it's great. Yeah, no, you dropped it. Yeah, you definitely, <laughs> definitely dropped a lot of gems. Oh, and to anybody who's listening, just so you guys know, understand that in the show notes, I'm going to have links to all of this stuff that he's talking about. So when it comes to Digital Den, Niffler, things like that, um, I would definitely, I'm going to have a link to his is his YouTube channel uh, where he's going to be live, him and Paul, as far as jumping on and doing that. Like, I'm a huge advocate for stuff like that, man. And I definitely, you know, if not before now, I mean, I knew before now, even before we're having this conversation right now, you know, you know what you're talking about, man. So, uh, you come highly recommended on my behalf to anybody who's listening. I'm telling you to go check out his YouTube channel. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be full of a lot of good knowledge. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a, it's a stepping stone. I've never done that before, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it and see how it goes. Nice. That's going to be, that's going to be awesome, man. So, you know, it'll be a a relaxed show because I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a crazy character. So (laughs) you'll never know what will happen on that show because it's just, I don't know. I I kind of come out of left field sometimes, which is kind of fun. No, that's cool. Yeah. I think that makes it interesting. I like the spontaneity when it comes to stuff like that. So it's like, all right, you know, we're going to handle business, but it's going to be a little playtime in there too. As long as I don't have Paul rolling on the floor, like the whole entire time, (laughs) you know, then (laughs) <laughs> then, then we might be able to do something. And we got another, and there's another guy on there too. Uh, Bobby Adkins is joining us. Uh, mm. Another uh, 15 year vet um, coming from uh, the financial side of the world, from the banking side. Nice. Um, we're bringing him on, and he knows TA really well too. So um, I, I just come from more of the commodity side. He's coming from the banking side. And nice. then we got Paul that's going to curate the news. Um, and as long as I don't, yeah, as long as I don't have them rolling on the floor. Um, <laughs> Which, which we have a couple bloopers of us trying to get the show together a little bit. Where oh. I, I was crying. And, oh. and we actually we kept it. And we're going to show that to people that subscribe because it's freaking funny. I mean, we would all just die laughing. It was crazy. But That's hilarious. It, it's uh. infectious. <laughs> That's cool. No, I look I forward to it. I don't know how news people do it on TV. Like, because once you start to get the giggles, it's like super hard. Yeah. Like, how do you cut that off? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, no joke. That's and that's you know that's funny that you say that, right? That's why I kind of formatted the podcast this way because it's like you say, like when you're on TV and you're sitting there in front of that live camera and you're having to keep a straight face the whole time. You imagine if somebody's in the background doing something silly and you're having to like be serious the whole time, especially me with my personality, it's not happening. I'm getting fired. Yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I mean, it was just the point where I was laughing so hard that if I looked at Paul laughing, it just kept going. So hopefully that, so I'm looking forward to the first show. I think it'll be fun, but we'll, we'll be a lot more professional than that, put that way. Nice. <laughs> no, I look forward to it. I'm definitely going to tune in and watch that, man. So I got, I literally have a notification on my calendar for when it comes on. So I'm going to check that out cool. again. You know, anybody that's listening again, highly recommend it. Check it out. I know it's going to be dope. So and entertaining. So I'm, I'm with that. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, you know, I have another question for you, right? So I get this question all the time. Um, to me, it's, it's kind of obvious, but like, say talking about just Bitcoin, right? And you're looking at price action, you're doing technical analysis. How do you feel like, um, it's, I mean, how do I word this? (laughs) Do you see manipulation happening in the market or do you feel like, okay, there's definitely some price manipulation happening here, even though, you know, obviously the volume of, of the daily volume of Bitcoin is, is you know, crazy high um, compared to most other coins and things like that. I know the volume is still very relatively small compared to the rest of the world market. So like what kind of what is, what's your opinion on that? Uh, it, it's the kind of thing like manipulation happens in all markets, right? Or what market you're in. I think it's just a really tough thing to nail down of where the manipulation is actually coming from, um, you know, coming from the energy side and working in the crude oil market. Right. I mean, there's been so many times they were saying, well, it's the speculators that are coming in, they're manipulating this and that. And, 
And then they would do a two-year study to try and figure it out, and they can't figure out where it's coming from. So, I, I, I mean, I feel like there's some form of manipulation in any market that you're doing. Right. Because, But it's really hard to pinpoint exactly where it's coming from. Everybody's going to have their theories of where it's coming from, that kind of thing. It's almost – it's sort of like, like when the price moves up, everyone's going to be – you know, searching for that first news item to say, well, it's this news that's making it move. Ah, yep. okay. Well, I think manipulation kind of works the same way. It's like it might be happening. It might not. It's right. really hard to really put your finger on. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, can I don't know. Do it. I look at it as if, 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 uh, if you're in any market, it's going to be manipulated. And if you don't like it, then don't be in it. Don't. Be <laughs> I mean, yeah, per, I mean, that's where risk management comes in in case it gets out of hand. Um, that's you know, just got to be. You know, kind of diligent on putting the putting stops in, just making sure that you're not losing money that you shouldn't lose. So that kind of thing. Right, right. I don't know if that's the best answer in the world, but I, I, I've never really followed too much on figuring out manipulation and who's doing it. But I, over the years, I feel like there's manipulation all over the place, so it's kind of hard to really, you know, kind of figure out where it's come from to pinpoint it. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's pretty much the and that, that, I mean that that makes sense. I mean that's the general answer I get when I talk to individuals like you that have as much experience. It's like I mean, I I don't even know if I can honestly imagine a market without manipulation. Is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, well, then we won't be trading any markets because there's no markets that don't have some sort of exactly some type of manipulation, exactly. whatever definition. Yeah, you yeah. Some, that. Somebody always wants to get the edge, whether it's a bot or it's just having a large lump sum of money, market movers, wells, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, whole, you know, I mean, everybody. Here's about it from the stock market, insider trading, all those kind of things. People know information and can move things before um, something's happening. You know, that right. kind of thing. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's all over the place. It's just, uh, you know, uh, the yep. way I look at it is just try to protect yourself on things that are happening like that and, you know, do do really good risk management. And if there is manipulation, you should be, uh, you know, kind of covered and protected. So, exactly. To the, you best, know to the best that you can be, I guess. Right. And that's actually another good thing, uh, something that you keep saying, which is highly important. That's like one of the first things that I learned. Um, <laughs> the person that I was using as my mentor that he always talked about was risk management. So again, let's pretend I'm a noob, right? And I'm like, what's risk management? What does that mean? Um, how would you kind of break that down for somebody as far as the importance of risk management and like, what are certain things you can do to say to implement that, you know? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you could break down risk management in so many different ways, but, um, you know, some of the, you know, the, 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 the noobs in the world would be, um, for one, don't put in a, put on a position with your entire, you know, portfolio in one shot. Right. Um, that's one. Don't put, you know, if, if you have a thousand dollars, don't put all thousand dollars on something, um, you know, kind of, kind of diversify a little bit and yeah. <laughs> you know, put, put maybe 1% or 2% of each trade of that money. Um, you know, you know, just kind of, you know, work it that way. But when I, when I, when I was saying protect yourself with risk management is if you put a position, cause w one of the things I do in TA is, um, I'll find an entry point. I'll have a I'll have an objective based on my analysis. So I know my in. I know where my profit level should be, or at least that that first target. Right. So I'll have my buy order in, and then I'll have a sell order in of where my objective is. But I also have a sell stop order in to, to in case I'm wrong and the market drops against me. That's kind of the risk management that I was talking about when I said that was you know everybody's going to set different thresholds and have different ways of putting uh, their stop target in. Right. But you know, if, if I'm, if I'm actually actively trading and I'm in front of the computer and working, my, my, uh, my stop is going to be variable because I'm going to be in there and I'm going to actually be moving it based on different things. Right. But if you're away from the computer or you're not able to trade and you're in a position and you know, you know how much you're willing to risk, uh, it could be on average of maybe 3% or something. I'm just throwing out a number. But, you know, if you put something on a, on a trade and you have your objective, put in a stop order just in case it does fall out of bed, you, you can get stopped out. You will lose, but at least you'll lose the amount that you were willing to risk in the first place. Right. Yeah. So yep. that's, that's what I'm talking about with, uh, uh, with the, the basics of risk management. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was one of the first things I learned. Stop loss is like necessity. Yeah. But then you, get into, then you can get into a whole bunch of other things, but we don't have to go that's on the call. But then you're yeah. talking about portfolio management and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And that gets real deep. But yeah. we're yeah. just talking about protect your position in case you go you go to bed and you forget to put stop in. You wake up and then next thing you know, your whole entire portfolio is gone. It's gone. Yes. Stop loss is your friend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's definitely or your you friend. Or you can wake up in the morning and went the other way and then you're all happy doing backflips because you hit your target. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Very true. Yeah. I, I don't, I pretty much don't operate without one. So, um, cause if not, I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, you'd be surprised on how many people don't. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, and I like, ah, oh, it's been steady. I'm not going to worry about it. And then yeah. just, you know, it's just, Nah, I couldn't. I'm a very, and it's funny, right? I'm a very, I consider myself, or at least from from my perspective of myself, and then from what I've heard other people say and their opinions of me, I'm a very emotionally in control person. Man, if I'm in a trade and I don't have a stop loss, I'm an emotional wreck. Like, yeah. complete, like my stomach will yeah. turn to back lips. Your mind. Yeah. You'll be like, that's all you're going to think about. Yeah. All day. Literally. Like, okay, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? And then yep. you're not going to be very productive in whatever else you're doing. Nope. Because I'm going to be thinking about that 20. I won't even walk away from my computer. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, I have to, like, stare at the screen until, <clears throat> you know. this. And the funny thing is you can stare at the screen without a stop and you can still get your butt kicked. That's true. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Like, you're you not sit there watching yourself get kicked. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that is no joke. I have done that before in the very beginning, and that is not fun. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no, we've all we've all been we've all been down that road. Don't and I think that. a lot of a lot of times you learn from just getting kicked around a little bit. Learn from that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, but that a lot of people learn that way. I did when I first started. Uh, you, you know, you get you get kicked in the teeth a couple times, and you'll put a mouth guard on. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, you're in, you're not lying. Yeah, you trip and fall. I mean, you t- touch the stove one time and you get burned. Hopefully, you learn not to touch it again. Exactly. So, I don't know. Some some people, I think they just like getting burned. <laughs> yeah. So, some yeah, people, they, there, there are those. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's definitely those. But no, me, no, I'm good. I don't want to get burned multiple times. So, yep, first time I do that, I'm like, okay, let me, uh, let me go ahead and actually figure this out so I don't keep getting wrecked because <laughs> I actually want to make money and I lose it. So, <laughs> man, man, again, man, I, I again, I, I super appreciate you, Brian, man, for coming on to the show. Um, oh, I, I thank you for having me. It, it's been fun on the bullpen. This is fun. I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So, again, man, to anybody who's listening, um, again, definitely go check out um, Paul and Brian. They're going to be killing it in with, with Bobby as well. Um, they're going to be on the YouTube live tomorrow. Um, I believe it's, is it 3 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah. Correct. Okay. 3 okay, Eastern. PM Eastern and, yeah, first episode of support and resistance. Nice support and resistance. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, everybody because we're doing it from a, from a news and a technical like you know because he's going to curate the news you know we, so what news do we support which one do we resist you know so we got that and we also got the technical side with the support and resistance of what's going on out there too. Yeah, so don't don't get better than that. <laughs> so you got T, you yeah, got T in the yeah. news. Yeah, got, got it all in one place. So yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in again, everybody. I have links for all of this stuff that we've been talking about in there. Um, I have links to to where you can access uh, Brian as well via Twitter and things like that. So yeah, y'all go out and learn technical analysis and go and go check him out. I'm telling you, check out check out his YouTube. You know, because I'm the dude's legit. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and, and any questions or anything, just follow me on Twitter and. Uh, people ask me questions all the time. I'm willing to help out. So, uh, yeah, just throw them out there because I, I get a lot of questions. I just got one last night, you know, about 10 o'clock. I was watching TV and somebody texted me and said, hey, um, did I draw this Fibonacci right, line right? You know, I'm, 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 and I helped them out. You know, so I'm, I'm here to help. So. Man, that, that's appreciative. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Oh, you know what? Actually, one more thing, one more question. I ask this to everybody who, who comes onto the podcast. Um, you personally, what mark do you feel like you want to leave on the crypto and uh cryptocurrency and blockchain world? Um, I, I kind of look at it like uh, uh I, I really love the space. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a peaceful technical anarchist when it comes to my thinking. Nice. Um, so I really want something that I can help build companies up that can advance this technology because I want, I want to have the opportunity to actually opt out of a of a certain money system and have the ability to choose to be my own bank if I have that if I have that choice. So what I'm doing as a person in this space is I love my nine to five. I don't want to leave that because 
I, I, I like what I do. So I don't really want to le- leave that. Right. So I'm like a, so I'm like a, um, like, a, like, a, like a, like a plumber has a skill, right? Right. And I don't know how to do any of that, but my next door neighbor is one. And if my toilet goes up or my sink's broken, he comes over and he helps me fix it. Nice. That's what, that's what I want to leave in the space. I have a skill that I could help people with. I mean, if, if it's not, it's not like plumbing and, and carpentry or anything like that. And fine. But it's a, it's a skill that if people are wanting to, to build up the space, I want to help companies that are doing that. And I've helped a crypto consulting group here in Louisville. They were the first group I've helped. I'm still an advisor there today on the trading side. And I'm kind of helping them because they're this educational, you know, stepping stone into helping people open wallets and, and, and do all yeah. that. So that's my mark. That's, I, I kind of want to be this, you know, kind of a collaborator, volunteer type person. Um, I mean, and, and if people are wanting to pay, I mean, that's fine. It's really, I, I have a nine to five, so I'm not too concerned about the money side. I, I feel like if I help, money's secondary. If it comes, it comes and it's great. Right. Uh, but right now it's more of a, I want to build up other companies and help others grow. So the bigger I can get that, I feel like, you know, I'm doing my little part. Uh, I mean, it's a small part, but as long, if everyone kind of st- steps in and, and takes their passion of what their skills are and go out there and just network and help out, I think we can grow this space. Nice. Damn. Damn. That was a great answer. <laughs> Definitely a great answer. Yeah, no, that, that's really what I'm in it for. So, And I think that, and I like that because I think uh, people trust me. I've been doing it for a long time. So it's like, I, I want that. I want that reputation of being the person to go to and, right. and trust. So. I've been doing that for years with clients, so I, I want to keep that kind of ball rolling. Yeah, it's definitely there, man. Uh, um, I de- like I said, I, I definitely appreciate what you're doing for this space. I mean, you're gonna. I already know you. I'm sure you're already helping a bunch of people. So I mean, by doing this this YouTube live, I'm sure it's gonna help that many more people. That many more people are definitely gonna see you. I'm definitely gonna refer um prefer you to a lot of people what you guys are doing i'm gonna drop that inside of my my crypto facebook group that i have and share that with other people man because i i love what you guys are doing i I super appreciate it yeah yeah of course of course so yeah again everybody you know um to make sure you check out the show notes i have links to everything in there and uh brian man you know you are welcome in the podcast in the bullpen whenever you want man all right sounds great i was happy to be here it was awesome We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash postshow stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast and to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too tune into the snapchat at the crypto bully that's at the crypto bully it's been a pleasure and see you at the next show good night everyone